Welcome. This is Karen Modokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. My friend, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? I was asking somebody that the other day, and they had some difficult news that they were processing. They're really good at taking care of everyone else. Does it sound like you? And when I asked, how are you feeling? She said, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not a problem. And I said, no. How are you feeling emotionally? And there was silence on the other side. And she started to cry. And she said, Corinne, nobody ever asked me that. I make sure that I'm taking care of my family and making sure that I'm trying to make everybody else feel better. But nobody ever asked me, how am I doing emotionally? And she was really struggling with letting me see her on the telephone. So see quotes, but really see her and her vulnerability and the messiness. And there was so much beauty in that. And I felt so honored and privileged to be able to experience this. And I let her cry. And I said, I'm a really good person to cry with really, really good. This is what I do. And I let her have her feelings and her emotions. And I ask you that, how are you feeling? And the thing about it is this time in our lives is hard. And I'm sure there are some of us out there who've had much more difficult times. And some of us, maybe it's not that difficult and it's okay. We don't need to one up each other or power over, but just acknowledging how you are feeling. Because what I have found right now in this time of 2021 and April of 2021 is there's a lot of COVID fatigue, pandemic fatigue, empathy fatigue, compassion fatigue. A lot of this, we're done with this. We want to go back to normal. I get it. It's been a hard time, right? We've been going through this for a long time and it's difficult. And there's been so many different emotions. So I get it. And even in all of that, like it's been a hard year for me and there's been so much beauty. I've had some great times and I've been connected with my family and not connected with my family. And I've had times of enjoyment and times of deep sorrow and fear and anxiety. I've had it all. Like I have really felt just about everything in these last 13 months and I'm still standing. And some days I'm so proud of myself and I'm like, wow, Corinne, look at you. Look how far you've come. And sometimes I'm like, this is horrible and it sucks. <laughs> and there's everything in between. Like I have felt the rainbow of emotions. So my friend, my invitation for you is right now it is hard. You're not the only one and we can get through this. And I so thank you listeners who leave 
Apple podcast reviews and let me know how the show affects you. And those of you who send in emails to the, about the show and how that this has helped you walk with you through this time. And hopefully you were able to listen to the interview last week about dropping the armor with Brenda in her own personal transformation. And it started just like you by listening to the show. And here's what I know for sure. Change is possible in our lives, whether it's Brenda's story, my own story, the guests that I've had over the last 14 years, my clients, the Aquamonsters kids, change is possible. And like Brenda's story, I'm so appreciative of her transformation because we want that magic wand, right? We want the fairy godmother to say bippity boppity boo and we transform and Prince Charming comes, we get married and we live happily ever after and there's no more stress, no more anxiety, no more COVID. My friend, that's a fairy tale. It's not how it happens. But like Brenda experienced, that transformation does happen. And one day you pick up your head and you're like, holy moly how did I get here? So my invitation to you is in this mess of our lives right now, look for the beauty because there is, I promise you there is. And feel the tough times because that will actually free you and allow it to stop weighing you down. And being able to recognize all of it is what will give you strength as you continue on in this thing we all call life. So that's my invitation to you. It wasn't really what I was going to be talking about today because what I'm wanting to talk about is this word leader. And I'm finding that there's so much resistance about it. Like my website talks about being a leader. You be the leader of your life. You know, I love Brene Brown's work. I'm one of her facilitators and dare to lead and daring way and rising strong. And I often get this, well, I'm not a leader, Corinne. I'm not a leader. And my friend, When I talk about leaders, I do mean you. Yes, I mean you. So one of the things that's really important is that when we think about leaders, unfortunately, we think about leaders who have titles, right? Are they in the C-suite, CEO, COO, CFO, president, vice president, right? The PTA president, whatever the leadership may be. And we love this hierarchy. Well, I don't personally, but we do because it kind of makes sense and it gives us a little bit of clarity. But leadership is not about titles. It's not about the corner office. It's not about when I think about that little girl who lived on, quote, the wrong side of town, that I was a loser and there was the right side of town. That's not what leader is. Being a leader is about the willingness to step up and put yourself out there and lean into courage. And Brene Brown says the world is desperate for braver leaders and it's time for all of us to step up. Now, when I think about that idea, that concept that she talks about, about leadership and about the willingness to step up and put yourself out there and to lean into courage, it takes courage, my friends. And there are some days that I have it in full blast. And there are some days I'm like, it's out. There's nothing left. I am done. And probably by the time I hit tonight, I will be out of my courage for the evening, maybe for the week, and then I'll need to refuel. But let's think about this, the willingness to step up. Look in your life, in what arena are you willing to step up? Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's when you see a colleague who doesn't get treated well, and you're not okay with that, and you step up. 
Maybe it's about your kids and you're willing to step up for them. You're willing to put yourself out there and be courageous. Notice it's not about a title. It's not something leadership isn't something somebody gives you. That's like another area we've been lied to, right? Like, oh, once we give you this title, I just worked with the Air Force and it was like, okay, once you become command, you're a leader. But how many of us may never have those titles and we are leaders and you're taking responsibility and you're leading and you're finding potential in people and you're having the courage to develop that potential. Like I think of that and I'm like, okay, every mother and father that I know just about is a leader. We're finding potential and we're helping them develop. A teacher is a leader. Coaches are leaders. So look in your life and where are you a leader? Often the time areas that I find that lacks the most leadership is being the leader of our own life. We defer, we defer to others. We defer to our bosses. We defer to our spouses. We defer to our family of origins. We may defer to our religions like, oh, I need to be chosen in reacting to that versus being proactive and going after what it is that we want and really developing our own potential, really putting ourselves out there and choosing ourselves and leading our lives. Instead, we become reactive and saying, well, I need to be good enough and hustle and work really hard to then have somebody roll out the red carpet. We need to be leaders. We are leaders. Embrace where you are as a leader because it's not a title that makes us a leader. Oftentimes, and I had somebody say this to me today, I did a consult and they said, oh, but I'm not a leader, Corinne. Like you're an entrepreneur. That's a leader. You're leading this business, right? You're leading the people that you serve. Teachers are leaders, right? They're stepping up and they're stepping up in big ways right now in the middle of this global pandemic and all the friction of hybrid, non-hybrid, in-person, non-in-person, right? There's so much tension. They are leaders. They're developing humans. Parents are leaders and nobody gives us a title for that. And there's no W-2 that comes with it. For those of you that live outside the U.S., the W-2 is a tax form that indicates how much money you made. Parenting is the worst paid job on the planet in terms of monetary income, right? We don't get paid and we put a lot of money out. And there's a lot of pain. And I constantly tell myself, Corinne, parenting is for the brave and brokenhearted because man, day after day, that's what happens. But we do it. And being a witness to another human's development, it's one of the most beautiful things to watch somebody develop and become more of themselves over time. Yes, I mean you. You're a leader. And my invitation to you is for you to receive it and embrace it. And I realize because of the way our brain is hardwired, because of the way that we have been culturally programmed in the world, it's way easier for you to take on, if I said, you're not enough, you know, you're not smart enough, who do you think you are? It's way easier for you to embrace that and receive that than to embrace the really good of I'm a leader and own that. And when you embrace the fact that you're a leader, you get to live your life proactively. And let me be clear, because I've been consistent through my about 14 years on this show, 
when you're a leader, when you're proactive, it doesn't mean that it's all sunshines and roses and blue drinks and beaches, no storms. My friend, there will always be storms. One of my favorite sayings of a client, she's been asking for this. She's like, Corinne, you need to make t-shirts and coffee mugs. Cause I always, I've said the saying now, I don't know, five or 10 years. I live an amazing life and there are shit shows everywhere. And I came up with that statement one summer. It was like a 14 hour day, probably triple digits. And you know, going from pool to pools, the very beginning of the summer, it's one of my hardest days of the year, you know, getting all these kids, we have about 400 kids in the summer, getting them all, you know, ready to swim, dealing with all the anxiety of the parents and I'm schlepping stuff around and I have boxes and I can laugh because there was a time in my life when I was a head coach at a college and I had a whole staff that would do all the schlepping. And here I am, the director of this program, (laughs) and I am doing tons of schlepping. And I had a parent ask me, how are you doing? And I said, hmm, I could complain about the difficulties or I can say it's great. And really, it's both. It's this, I'm living my dream because I really am. I love the monsters and I love the kids and connecting and the relationships over time. And I love the sport of swimming. And there are shit shows, right? I probably had crying monsters and anxious parents and gear that didn't work and people that showed up to the wrong pool. It was all of it in one day. And what I didn't know back then that I know now is leaders have the ability to hold the tension of opposites all at one time. And that's something that's really, really important because so often we think that Once we're good enough, once we have the title, once we've arrived at whatever the promise was, there will only be good and there won't be any of the bad. And frankly, that's a bunch of bullshit and we need to call it so we can stop gaslighting ourselves with that experience, with that expectation. Great leaders have the ability to hold tension of opposites all at one time. When you're a parent, you may have one kid that's like so easygoing and so connected in that moment, and then a storm with another kid. And as soon as that storm calms down, then the other kid goes into a storm, right? And you're like, why can't you both be in the place of ease and flow at the same time? <laughs> but that's not how it works. So we're constantly striving for this, like, really what it is, is perfection. We just didn't call it that. We thought it was normalcy, but it's perfection where everybody kind of looks calm and acts calm and is all put together and doing things the way they're supposed to. That's not real life. So being a leader, one of the important components is being able to have the capacity for both and being okay when you don't have the capacity for both. And It's even harder when we don't take care of ourselves. One of the things that's really helped get me through this year is my ability to take care of myself and really work on sleeping and moving and, you know, taking those extra steps and also blocking out time for downtime for there's nothing scheduled because I used to be scheduled seven days a week. It was like, oh, I can just work harder. Oh, this is empty time. I can fill it. Whatever we give space to, we want to fill. But being a leader has the courage to take space 
and say, I'm going to fill that space with me so I can fill up so that I can go back out and serve. Being a leader is actually being someone who serves others. It's not about taking. It's not about, oh, I'm going to blaze this path and you follow along in my smoke. But by being able to take care of me, I can go and give back to you. Because remember, this definition that Brene Brown has about a leader is anyone who takes responsibility for finding the potential in people and processes and the courage to develop that potential. It takes tremendous courage to believe in people, to hold people accountable, to have boundaries, to be clear about what's okay, what's not okay, and to be willing to continue to rise again. But we are leaders. We have them in certain areas of our life. Like one area I'm not a leader in is cooking. I talk about this all the time. The one blessing of the global pandemic is I no longer cook for my family. I did for, I think, 2013 to 2020, seven years since we've been, you know, in the global pandemic, my husband's done the cooking and that's the most beautiful thing. Like lovely. I don't want to be a leader in that. That's not my area of where I want to put the energy or I have the capacity for it. For some of you, that may be where you have that capacity. My mom was amazing in the kitchen or is amazing in the kitchen. She's a huge leader. Boom, boom, boom. Those pot stickers, whatever she's making, right? From scratch, beautiful, amazing. I am not a leader, nor do I have the desire. And maybe that will change. Being a leader of your life means you live your life on your terms. We sometimes can get stuck of thinking like, oh, to be a leader, it has to look like X. I meet leaders every day that no two life is the same. I work with leaders who have the special shiny titles and I work with leaders who on the outside don't have that title and on the inside are some of the bravest leaders that I know. So being a leader of your life is about living life on your terms. And it's really important that we do that on our terms with the constraint of following the laws of society, following the laws of your country, right? I'm not saying, oh, you know, you get to live it on your terms and you can create havoc, right? We are all connected, but you live on your terms. You doing what you want to do as long as you're not bringing harm to others. In doing what you want to do instead of what others want you to do or think you should do, right? If you do what others think you should do or want you to do, that's not you being a leader. That's you being a follower. That's you being reactive. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I just don't want to be courageous or I don't have any more courage left, even though it's my top value. I'm like, I don't have it. Can you just tell me what to do? <laughs> but then like, and then I kind of go do it. It doesn't really fill me up. And I'm like, that didn't feel very good, right? So I know that it's so important for me to line up with what is it I want to do and go out and lead and fall down because that will help me get to the result that I want. And one of the most important things in my own leadership is when I actually started believing in my being a leader, because when I was given the title of leader, I remember sitting there going, hmm, I think they gave it to the wrong person. Why did they give it to me? This is wrong. 
And there are some leadership positions that are voted on, but they not may not be voted on. Are you leading? It may be voted on for other things. Maybe you're really the nice one, the friendly one, the one that the rules won't have to be followed, right? So we have to be careful when other people give us leadership roles or leadership titles and really look at, do I align with this leadership position? And when you're not giving that, can you still have your own agency? Can you still have your own leadership? and lead. That's what's important. So the most important thing that I did in my leadership was to start believing in my being a leader. And I work with a lot of leaders and many who have the imposter syndrome, right? They're like, well, ma'am, yes, I may have been given this commander position, but I think they made a mistake. (laughs) Not a joke that has been said to me in 2021 has been made a mistake. Somebody did see in you the potential in you and you earn that position. And sometimes you may be a tremendous leader and may not be recognized. It doesn't mean you're not a leader. Or maybe the job that you do has the word teacher in it or nurse. And you say, but Corinne, that's not a leader or it's not socially recognized in the hierarchy of important careers. My friend, that is a thought that we need to change. Those are two very important positions in this world that we need. We need teachers and we need nurses. And we know that more now than ever. So I'm going to read to you again, the definition about leader from Brene Brown. Anyone who takes responsibility for finding the potential in people and processes and has the courage to develop the potential. Remember, Being a leader is not about a title or a corner office or living in the right part of town. It's not about your degrees. It's not about who you know. It's about your willingness to step up. And that, my friend, takes so much courage. It's about your willingness to put yourself out there. Yes, to be seen takes courage. Because here's the thing. When you embrace your leadership, it's not a final destination. It's an ongoing cultivation. My leadership has grown and it's actually grown more the less that other people have given me titles and the more that I've stepped into myself. And the one thing I know for sure is when you lead, you will fall down. It's not about how smart you are, how much experience that you have. We fall down. What we hope is that when we fall down, it's not mass destruction. We want to fall down and get back up because you're going to make mistakes when you lead and people will not like you. And I know that that's really scary, but there's so much beauty in it because it becomes this really clarifying thing of who are your people and who are not. It's not easy to get to clarifying. (laughs) It's really emotionally painful. Been experiencing a lot of that myself in the last year. But what I know for sure is, you will get back up and you will be so proud of yourself and you will have meaningful relationships with people you love instead of not being seen so that the people who don't like you are quiet. My invitation for you is to lead your life, own who you are as a leader and lead your life proactively instead of reactively. 
So my friend, my invitation for you is to look at where in your life are you a leader and where do you want to continue to grow it some more so you flourish? I'm smiling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting, never been so.